It's hard to put into words that feeling you get when you experience a pure Rocky Mountain getaway. Whether it's the thrill of an epic hike or the tranquility of small town charm in the village of Estes Park, Colorado, it's a feeling they know well. Only a 90-minute drive from Denver, and you're surrounded by awe-inspiring views, endless adventure, and a picturesque downtown with restaurants, shops, breweries, art galleries, and family attractions. Start planning your Rocky Mountain escape now at www.visitestespark.com. Oohs and ahs included. I wanted a career in which everything would matter. Because I'm motivated by something bigger than myself. So I joined the CIA, and now I help protect our families, our friends, and every fellow American. Here... My abilities contribute to our mission. Agency professionals have extraordinary integrity and exceptional talents. And every day, we do work that's incredibly important. Find out how everything you do in your career can impact our nation. Visit cia.gov careers to learn more and apply. Podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. Stay humble. I'm hungry, I'm humble in defeat, and I'm going to remain humble in victory. This is it, right? Dolly Beyonce Productions. I just wanted to go on a great boxing masterclass and also show the sweet science of this lovely sport. Man, the first time was so nice, I had to do it twice. I'm prepared to the best of my capability, and I pray that I get a win. Look at him, I love Mike Tyson, how he came into the game on some different kind of vibe. You know what I mean, It takes a crazy man to want to fight, you know what I mean, day in, day out. It's a hardcore sport, as you said, no silk shoes. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Night show edition, Friday night for all you dudes that ain't on a date with your lady. We got a date with the boxing gods. Looks like Sugar Hill Stewart is available, and we're going to have him on the show. We're just waiting for him to pop in, and we're going to rock and roll. Dave, Moore's house, what it do? Talk to us. How you doing? How's everybody out there in the Damn, had to be with you, man. And uh, excited to uh, talk to Sugar, Sugar hey, Hill. Dave, I mean, I think you might want to check if you're not on uh, Wi-Fi or something. Um, it kind of sounds like it's going in and now, but we gonna get Sugar. Oh, that Sugar Hill? Did he jump in? Hey, Sugar Hill jumped in early. That's what I'm talking about. How are you, man? Thank you for joining us, Sugar Hill. Appreciate you. You got, you're on mute. You just got to mute yourself. And we will be able to hear you. I'm out of work this time. Is it muted now? I can hear you. You can hear me? I hear you, but we hear the music in the background. Hold on. Let me try again. No, no, no you... 
No, no, you 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 mute. That's good right there. Microphone muted now. No, that's that's perfect right there. But you got the music playing. It's gonna be hard to hear you. Oh, I make sure I can't hear y'all. Yeah, yeah, it's that music. Once you once you step away from the music, we gonna be high. Call us, we fine. They vibing over there. They vibing. They vibing. Hopefully, uh, YouTube don't vibe us out. Okay, we gonna we gonna play some on a little. We gonna play some on a little mute while he get that together. He dropping the headphones. I'm glad he got those too. I hate the new earbuds. They just ain't good for interviews. Those are the perfect ones for interviews, man. String, the string iPhone ones, yo. So we gonna be good. And he's over there jamming out, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chilling. they're getting in the vibe. They're getting in the vibe. You know, he got Anthony DeVarello, so the dog. I wonder if he's in the dog's room or something. But yeah, man, um, he's jamming. He's getting his headphones, and we're going to be jamming in just a bit. So if you're already joining us on the live stream, don't forget to hit that YouTube channel. Uh, hit the subscribe. Hit the thumbs up. You know, drop a donation. Keep the show moving. You know, this is the voice of the people. There is no equal. Unmute now, Sugar Hill. Unmute. You got to unmute because I muted you. There you go. They're going to call and tell me. Uh-uh. They're going to take 10 minutes to get there. Okay, hello? How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. What about you? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Actually, I moved to Florida, so I'm doing real good. What part of Florida? Uh, over by Tampa. I'm actually right here. I, I, I got lucky enough to bump into uh, Kid Kelly. I like the Tampa area. I got people over there. Hey, Sugar, any, any way you could turn the radio down a bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that that that's that's that that'll be perfect. Uh, that's some West Coast jam right there. Like that? That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. So, uh, you you solo or you in the room with the dog? What's that here? I said you solo. You in the room with with Anthony? Nah, he just left. He just ate. That's oh, what all the noise was about. That was just. That was his uh his his music for digestion, digestion's food good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so uh I mean, what kind of performance are you expecting tomorrow night from Anthony? Uh I'm expecting an exciting performance, uh preferably a knockout, of course. Mm. That's the only word that's the only word I know. Yeah. I know y'all get tired of hearing me say it, but that's all I know. Is Darrell looking like he's seeking knockouts these days? Darrell's always seeking a knockout. That's the dog. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, yeah, it, the, the, the dog, the dog wants to knock out every time he fights. That's why his name is the dog. Anthony likes to fight. He likes to hurt people. Um, now uh, he's been out the ring for some time. Or uh, any concerns in that, or he uh, has he been in the gym with you all this time? Because it's, it's almost a year. No, he, he was out the ring since September. That was his last fight. So yeah. uh, the whole well, last year, I think everybody's been out the ring pretty much from the, the COVID, uh, COVID-19, coronavirus. So uh, things are just starting to pick back up. But uh, the training camp was uh, three months, really. Mm. So uh, it's, it's giving us enough time to just put things together slowly. No big rush. But uh, I, 
for me, it was an excellent training camp. Wow, so three months. Yeah, Anthony was scheduled to fight January the 30th at first, and then they moved to February the, I think, the 17th, and then to the 27th. So that's the reason why we had an extra long training camp. But it's been nice, though. Things work out for the best. I'm a positive person, so all I can do is take the situation at hand and make it good. So, what do you what do you know about Kyrone Davis as the opponent? I don't know much about him. I've watched a little bit of film on him, and um, you know, to me, everybody's a threat. So, I just have to prepare Anthony Durrell to be the best Anthony Durrell. I I really I really study study like study 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 the opponents. And that's just the way I was taught by Emmanuel. So um, I can look at him enough to, to I can look at him enough in a short amount of time to figure out what I need to figure out, and then train Anthony or my fighters, you know, for what they need to win that fight. So uh, I know Kyron Davis, man. He's a he's a he's a decent fighter. That music is loud. I can't hear you. <laughs> I'm glad you told me that. That's what I was expecting. I'm happy you confirmed it. I, I like the guys that want to fight. Yeah, that makes it that makes it exciting. Fight. I don't want nobody. I don't like the guys to be fighting nobody that's gonna be running. And I saw that, you know, when I when I watched this film, uh, that he ain't no runner. So that makes it even better. Yeah, I mean, I think I guess the only knock is that he's uh, never fought at this weight. Yeah, I saw that, that he's coming up a bit. Yeah. So uh, that it, it should be a uh, it should be challenging for him, and uh, you know. I know that he's prepared for the fight. This is a big shot. This is a big fight for him. So this is this is these are the things that you grew up wishing and wanting to do, and uh, this is your opportunity for him. So he has to come in, and I'm always looking at at, a, at an opponent to be at his best. I can't go in a fight and thinking that because he's a smaller weight coming up that he won't be ready. Because if I had a fighter coming up, I'm gonna make sure he's ready. And uh, do you know uh, Stephen Edwards? Any is the trainer of Kyron Davis. Have you guys ever met? He's formerly the trainer of Julian Williams. No, this is the first time we've we've met. Uh, and if we met somewhere before, it wasn't like we had a conversation. So I, I would be uh, I would like to say forgive me if, if we met and I don't remember. <laughs> I don't. It's so bad. I don't remember stuff like I used to anymore. Um, when I when I was a police officer, I remember everything. But my life is now on the line so much to say, to remember so many things like I used to. Mm -hmm. So I mean, you remember your stable, right? Who you working with outside of uh, Anthony? Um, I know you got uh, Dapitev, right? With with, with um, Salida. Salida, and obviously yeah. you got Fury. Um, one more. Uh, Russian, right? You got one more Russian. Uh, I got a few. I got a few Russians. So there is a uh, Aslanbek, and I would I would leave you to I would prefer to leave you to try to pronounce his last name. <laughs> it's hard to put into words that feeling you get when you experience a pure Rocky Mountain getaway. Whether it's the thrill of an epic hike or the tranquility of small town charm in the village of Estes Park, Colorado, it's a feeling they know well. Only a 90-minute drive from Denver, and you're surrounded by awe-inspiring views, endless adventure, and a picturesque downtown with restaurants, shops, breweries, art galleries, and family attractions. Start planning your Rocky Mountain escape now at www.visitestespark.com. Oohs and ahs included. This summer, when you're on the go, stay connected to what matters most with access to over 3 million Cox Wi-Fi hotspots. 
Learn more at cox.com. Ask Ashley the podcast is sponsored by Cox. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I have Austin Beck. I have a Timor Karafov who just fought um, two weeks ago and at the Mohican Sun on uh, on uh, February the 17th, was it? Yeah, February 17th he fought. And uh, he had a first-round knockout. Uh, also, uh, other fighters that working with the Shojahon Ergashov, 140-pounder. And uh, let's see. So, I don't know. Uh, Julian, Julian Williams, actually. What? When did that happen? I mean, I did see pictures of that. When, when... Uh, everybody's heard about that. They heard about it before I did. I mean, I, I seen pictures, but I didn't know it was official. So, so how long has he been with you, or has he not started an actual camp yet? We've just worked together a few times, a couple weeks here and there. So, uh, it was a uh, yeah. That's about it, really. We just worked together a few times, just getting to know each other, talking, going over some uh, some fundamentals and some strategies, and uh, just you know, that's for me to pick up and to to kind of create. You know, um, you know, a better, a better boxing place for him. So, so when, uh, what are the some of the things you're looking for when deciding to take on a certain fighter? Like, what, 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 what makes you say yes or no? Because I'm sure you get approached often. Well, I, I most of the time, I, I guess I want to say it's rare that I say no. It's just because I, I've always believed I can help everybody, and that's one thing that I always try. Um, Pretty much like uh, I consider myself a teacher, probably more than I am a trainer, because a teacher wants everybody in the class to pass the class and to succeed. So that's that's part of how I look at it. And I want everybody, you know, who I come in contact with, who I'm helping, I want them to succeed. So I'm just always feeling like I can help somebody. But uh, so to, to, to try to pick and point out certain things, I, I really can't do that because I, I just try to give everybody a chance. You never know. Who's going to turn into what or who's going to click at a certain time in their life. And that's something that I've learned over the years of, uh, of training and also learned from, you know, Emmanuel teaching me uh, lessons in life. Because you never know who's going to be what. But the best thing, the best and the fair thing to do is to give them a chance. So you think you can take uh, Julian Williams to another world title? I do. And do you have a timeline for that, or are you going to just let it come naturally? No, I, I don't have a timeline. Like I said, we haven't really worked together, sort of say, in a sense, like training to prepare for a fight, to actually be in that, in that mode. But we, we spend some time together. We talk, and uh, we get along. And he understands me. I understand him, and that—that's just the start of it. Uh, how does that work for you? Uh, being as though you have so many fighters, does he have to come to the Crunk Gym? Uh, do you go to him in Philadelphia? How, how would that work out with Julian? It's—it's uh, whatever's clever. Did that make me sound cool? Whatever's clever. Uh, Julian's been to the Crunk Gym, and he's also been away. Well, what was we was at Crunk Gym? We was in Las Vegas, and then we were in Florida. So, so it's three places, three different places we trained at. So, I guess wherever I'm at, oh, so or wherever, yeah, wherever I'm at, or wherever, uh, you know, whatever makes sense at that time. So he was in Florida with you already? 
Oh, yeah, he yeah he was in Florida with uh with me uh, during the Anthony Durrell training camp okay. and uh, and two more uh, Karavov training camp. What you use the Fifth Street gym? No, I use oh. big time boxing. I'm in, I'm up in Boca Del Rey. Okay, Del Rey. That's my that, that's my spot. Okay, okay. <laughs> hey Sugar, uh, thanks for jumping on with us. Uh, when you got fighters during this pandemic time, like you just said with Anthony Durrell. With uh, the fight keeps getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Do you worry about your fighters losing concentration and not staying on the ball? Or do you just trust that they'll just be professionals and work through the situation that this country's facing? I just slap them around, man. I'm keeping in line. You know? <laughs> Sugar, you got somebody else with you in that room? Yeah. Oh, they, 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 they talking too loud? So loud. I thought it was the TV. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, okay. All right. That's cool. Let me find my Let me see. I got my key here. Uh, yeah. I took him off his couch. Took him off the couch. <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you. I'm relocating. We're in a bubble here, so it's like, my man, my, that's that's uh, that's B.B. Hudson. He's in there. That's Anthony's, uh, you know, the, his chef and, and uh, his... Uh, Applied nutritionists and performance enhanced uh, performance specialists and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, we're in a bubble. So, hey, yeah. sugar, dude. We're, we're, we're a little rowdy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last week uh, and the week before, we've heard a couple fighters say that uh, being in the bubble affects their uh, the ability making to weight. make weight, the ability to make yeah. weight and perform at their best. They a lot of people been saying that. That sounds like a personal problem. Mm. There you go. <laughs> so you think it's just lack of preparation? No, I can't really say because, yeah, I don't feel that way. And, uh, you know, my fighters haven't felt that way. So I, I can't really try to make an assumption on, on what it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to say more, but then if I say too much, then it's like me just kind of guessing. And I don't want to be guessing. Mm. We got uh, one from David Maldonado in New York City. He's kind of a historian or loves older fighters. So he says, what's up, Mr. Hill? One of my favorite fighters of all time is Gerald G-Man McKellen, uh, who was also a student of the late, great Emmanuel Stewart. And to me, the fighter who reminds me of him today is Edgar Balanga. With that being said, how do you think the G-Man would do in today's 160 or 168-pound divisions? Me, personally, I believe G-Man stops every one of the top guys at 160 and 168 seven, in, inside seven rounds, except for Canelo, who I feel may be the only one that beats him. Well, I would say I agree with you, except for the last part about Canelo. <laughs> I just think that, you know, that, and, and I hate to say it like this, but like that era of, of fighting you know those that era of fighting was was knockouts you know so a lot of fighters nowadays in this era are not looking for a knockout and i, I hear i hear them talking i hear a lot of people talking about um oh, just gonna go you know, i want to go in there and get a decision and i mean we wasn't thinking about no decision back then you want you want to get a knockout get it over with make some excitement uh entertain that's what this is all about entertainment so when, when the fighters are going these decisions sometimes and then they wonder why uh, 
you know, maybe they're not getting fans in the stands and they're not getting paid maybe as much as they would like to and having these big crowds. Well, you got to remember, this this sport this is an entertainment sport. And uh, that's a big part of it. If you're not entertaining, people want to see knockouts. People want to see some excitement. And if you're just in there going 12 rounds all the time, then, I mean, even myself, that's a fight that I may not even want to watch or want to see because maybe I have other plans for the night. You know, that, that, that you know we talk about uh, excitement and stuff, but you know how it was. Everybody know how it was when Mike Tyson was fighting. It was like, okay, we're going to order the Mike Tyson fight, and we're going out tonight. We already knew it was going to be like one or three rounds, and we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a long time out. Then you must love the the new young kid, Berlanga, with 16 knockouts all in the first round. You must love a fighter like that. I sure do. Bang and get it over with. Wrong style, baby. <laughs> I mean, but. You I, know it. So if that was your fighter, if you had a guy that was blasting everybody in the first round, do you know what he's made of because you've been in the gym with him or do you still need to see him go through it in a fight without the headgear and the smaller gloves well certain things have to be um i guess developed in the gym and, and i don't even i don't care if you don't go out there and fight for uh, for 12 rounds ever doesn't make me a difference he's still winning he's not he's getting the job done because that's a part of the sport it doesn't have to go 12 rounds but obviously if if I'm in the gym training the fighter, I'm gonna prepare him for twelve rounds. So that so those things have to be done in the gym, and and I and an old saying that we would say is, a lot of times the work in the gym and training and preparing for the fight is gonna be harder than the fight. So you want the fight to be easy. You want to go in the gym and train hard. So when you go out there fight night, fight night should be easy. Is Julian the only new fighter you picked up since the Fury win? Uh, hmm. No, not exactly. No, Timor, Timor, the Russian. He's a Russian softball. Uh, 160 pounds. Um, he's a very good fighter. Um, there's uh, there's a couple other fighters. Uh, but it's I I can't. It's hard to say like pickup fighters because it's it's still. A lot of things that, that happen that lock us. It's hard to put into words that feeling you get when you experience a pure Rocky Mountain getaway. Whether it's the thrill of an epic hike or the tranquility of small town charm in the village of Estes Park, Colorado, it's a feeling they know well. Only a 90-minute drive from Denver, and you're surrounded by awe-inspiring views, endless adventure, and a picturesque downtown with restaurants, shops, breweries, art galleries, and family attractions. Start planning your Rocky Mountain escape now at www.visitestespark.com. Oohs and ahs included. Put industry leading, difference making, and tomorrow shaping on your to-do list. Explore Deloitte Technology Careers at deloitte.com slash techcareers. And engineer your future at Deloitte. Down, so you know, I haven't trained a few fighters like that. That that uh, you know, that we've talked about working together and things like that. So I don't, I don't want to prematurely say something and then it doesn't happen. But yeah, things are just a little slow right now because of the uh, the virus and things getting shut down, open back up a lot. Speaking of. Uh not wanting to say anything and it doesn't happen. Uh, it seems like the Fury AJ is off and on, back on, uh, to then off. Just yesterday, Fury came out and he's like, oh, AJ doesn't want to fight. They had a year to make this fight and they didn't make it. But then today, it's been, uh, you know, released by Dan Rayfield. 
uh, formerly of ESPN, that, that both parties have exchanged contracts. Do you foresee an uh, AJ Fury fight for 2021? I don't know. You about to make me get a headache again. Mm. <laughs> I don't even try to think about this stuff, really, honestly. Um, and and for the reason, it just um, it can be stressful sometimes because you got reports saying that this is going to happen and this is going to happen, that's going to happen. But until you have a date and a venue, there's nothing happening. They can say they signed for a fight all you want to. It's an agreement. And that's fine. But if it ain't no fight date and no venue and no press conference for this fight, then we might as well not even be talking. I don't prepare myself for that's there's a, uh, a date, a venue, and really actually the press conference. When we have a press conference or a press release saying there's a fight on this date, that date, this time, at this place, that's when I'm ready for it. That's when I'm ready to go into fight mode. So I get asked these questions a lot, and... Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm not getting a headache this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like, when do you think you're notified? Like, uh, I I'll know as soon as it happens. Tyson's gonna call me as soon as as soon as it's happening because he's gonna be ready to go to work. He's gonna be like, yeah. And you guys have already decided on a location for holding the camp, or is that still up in the air? I, I, yeah. So I gotta be funny. I, I don't think about that either because if I don't know where the fight is at, how do I know where to put the camp at? Okay, okay, but uh, I mean, I just I just leave myself totally clear and free of some stress. I could be working on some new fighters and new things besides worrying about where I'm having it. I could think of ten different places to have camp at, but then they put the fight somewhere and and maybe halfway and out of space. Then well, you know, different some kind of different time zone. Then how can I even prepare my fighter for that? I had to change all the 10 things I hadn't thought about to think of something else. So now, we know you've been with uh, Anthony, obviously, first fight. But when's the last time you saw Tyson? I saw Tyson in uh, Christmas, New Year. Yeah, he was over here in, uh, in Florida. Yep. Oh, yeah. I tried to tell people. I seen pictures of him in Florida. I didn't know if it was real, though. Yeah, he was in Florida. He was in England. He was, you know... He's everywhere. Mm. So, the reports are Middle East. Where would ideally, if it did happen in the Middle East, uh, where would you want to hold camp? Would you mm. still stick with Florida or would you get a little closer? I don't know. Now you're making me think about it. I'm like, okay, I'm trying to add up these time zones. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you, you're making me reach a little bit for it. But, I mean, I, obviously it would be close, you know, to that time zone. It wouldn't be so far off to be training in Vegas or Florida when you got to travel halfway around the world. At least probably eight hours different time zone. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 would, I would definitely try to have the, the training camp close to that time zone where it's, it's not going to be um, too much of a, on the stress on everybody involved in the camp uh, going to that place and adjusting. How how do you go through like sparring partner selection? Like for instance, for Anthony Durrell, um, you didn't watch much tape on Kyrone. So do you just get the best sparring available, or do you get sparring that can kind of emulate and you know create the opponent that you're gonna face? I try to get the sharpest sparring. Uh, sometimes 
I can't get sparring that's going to emulate the, the opponents. So the best thing I can do is get my fighter the best sparring possible. Um, and if I have to teach uh, some of the sparring partners t- to make them uh, to better in training camp, then I'll do that as well just because I want the best for my fighter. What do you mean teach them? Teach them what? I'll teach them. I'll train them too. Okay. So Because if, if, they, if, if, if they're not giving me what I need for Anthony – and maybe it may it could just be a small little adjustment, something they're doing wrong, and I can tell them I can correct something, and they start performing better. That's going to make my fighter perform better. It's it's just the best work. It makes the best sense for me. I, I'm not going to be the the trainer that sits there and and let's say my fighter is just beating up on this guy all the day. And how's that going to make him better if he doesn't have a good competition because it's easy for him? I got to put something in front of him that's challenging. We got King Amin in Essex that says, uh, Peace, Coach. Had you ever crossed paths with Deontay Wilder prior to the Fury fight? And if so, what was your impression, boxing or otherwise? Uh, definitely I've crossed paths with Deontay Wilder. Uh, uh, we're friends. Uh, you know, we have conversation before. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's always, been, it's always been cordial and friendly. Uh, we never had a problem before, ever. Jordan Baker, right here in Florida, says, uh, do you believe you can bring anybody from Pillow Fist to knockout artists? Adrian Broner, for example, could you have that guy at least giving people a bloody lip? Uh, Like I said, I feel I could help anybody. But the most important thing is, regardless to what I know I can do, that fighter has to be on the same page and have to give everything you know, to, you know, to my idea and my teachings and, and we have to be on the same page. So it was asked me, it was asked to me before, like, uh, as to say, like, I'm solely responsible for Tyson Fury, uh, whatever power knocking out and all that stuff. And I mean, just because of the way it's said, but I understand it in a different way. All the credit doesn't go to me. I, I can't sit there and say that because there's been many situations where the trainer's telling the fighter what to do and how to do it. And if that fighter don't listen, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean a dang old thing. So it ha- for me, I believe it has to be a 50-50. If, if I'm telling this fighter to do to do it and he don't do it, then how good does that make me or him? So this is like a relationship. Now, if he's giving me everything, I'm giving him everything, then you're going to get those kind of results, period. Sugar, when we saw you over in... Uh... Malcolm Bay, or where Tyson Fury's from, yeah, that he built. Uh, we know that Fury's family is, you know, heavily involved in Fury Tyson's career. Uh, how easy was it for Big John and the other families to kind of let the reins go and let you and Tyson do your thing and work without them jumping in too much? When I was over in Malcolm Bay, yeah, oh, when, oh, uh, and, and, in the new and, gym that he built over there. Oh, that was easy. He already won the fight in a sensational way, so I don't oh, think it's that too the much. First time meeting Big John Fury and some of the other family members. Yeah, that was my fir- no, no, no. That was my first time meeting Big John. I believe I met everybody else because they were in uh they were in Las Vegas for the fight, and also in training camp as the brothers and cousins and uh, yeah, they were all in training camp and at the fight. The only one I didn't meet was Big John, but we we had talked on the phone and had conversation. And, uh, yeah, when we met each other, it was just, uh, it was almost like we knew each other already. 
All love. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that that whole situation is uh um you know, it's it's a kind of a unique situation because the relationship that we have, you know, I have with with, with that family, it goes, you know, it, it started with Andy Lee. So Andy Lee is the cousin of, of Tyson Fury, and Andy Lee lived with me and Emmanuel for seven years. We all stayed in the same house. So, you know, to me, Andy Lee is like a brother. He's like family. Uh, he knows all of my family, and I know all of his family. And when when uh, when we got together, actually when Tyson came over to the U.S. in 2010, Tyson stayed with us for three weeks, and then we went away to camp to uh, Austria for training camp for another eight weeks. So we, we've had a relationship before that. Uh, before this fight, so we everybody's all everybody was all familiar with everybody, and uh, everybody's on the same page, and uh, yeah, no problems at all. Would you say that Fury is your Vlad uh, to 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 Stewart? You know, to your to to Emmanuel Stewart, or or do you need more fights with Fury? Uh, to be able to claim. It's hard to put into words that feeling you get when you experience a pure Rocky Mountain getaway. Whether it's the thrill of an epic hike or the tranquility of small town charm in the village of Estes Park, Colorado, it's a feeling they know well. Only a 90 minute drive from Denver and you're surrounded by awe-inspiring views, endless adventure and a picturesque downtown with restaurants, shops, breweries, art galleries and family attractions. Start planning your Rocky Mountain escape now at www.visitestespark.com. Oohs and ahs included. Name that status. Uh, man, that was a pretty good question. You got me doing the uh, Arsenio Hall. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think I, I just think that we have a a, a good relationship, and uh, that that we trust each other, and that we believe in each other, and we have fun around each other, and uh, it's a. Uh, yeah, it's it's a good relationship, uh, very similar to the relationship that Emmanuel had with Vladimir. But I, I think me and Tyson's relationship is is uh, closer than Emmanuel and Vladimir's relationship, uh, just because of the history that we've had before, uh, linking up and and working together as a trainer and fighter. Mm. Israel Weber in Oklahoma says, "I just want to say congratulations." I see no one even coming close to Fury after what we saw this time last year. All they'll do is talk, and I question whether he fights and actually contenders. Hmm, I'm lost with that one. And actually, an act. No, excuse me. All right. All they'll do is talk, and I question whether he fights any actual contenders because I truly believe very few of the heavyweights can even try to BS themselves into believing they have a chance. By the way, next time in Oklahoma, lunch is on Izzy, he says. So, damn, he thinks that no other heavyweight even comes close to beating Tyson Fury. Um, Do you agree with that, that no one is on his level? I I definitely like that positivity and optimists. So, um, yeah, I'm having a little trouble with, uh, you know, Tyson not being as active as, as I would like him to be and as he would like to be. And uh, I have a suggestion, and uh, I've, I've told Tyson this before in, in a jokingly manner, but I'm, I'm really serious. I don't know if you, if you remember the movie called Digstown. Yes. That, yeah, I'm that's thinking with something Morgan like Freeman, that. Right? 
No, Lou Gossett Jr. Yes, yeah, I'm sorry. Yep, yep. That's yeah, the guy yeah. the Top Gun, I think he was in, right? Top Gun? Yeah, yeah, yep. No, no, it was some other kind of move, uh, flight, eagle, something, uh, eagle eye or something. I remember Lou, kind of Lou Gossip Jr. like, like as a like a, uh, <laughs> a, 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 a flight captain or something. But uh, I do remember Big Sound. He he had the blue jumpsuit on, like like a blue uh, a blue uh, track suit on, and he was a trainer, right? Wasn't he a trainer? Now Lou Gossett was the fighter actually, oh. so he he had to fight ten guys and. I think it was ten days or something like that, uh, uh, something like that. So yeah, that, that's that's my kind of idea for Tyson Fury. Just put him in front of him, line him up, whoever it doesn't matter, you know, just just to keep him busy. I, I do believe him uh, as being a very very dominant heavyweight. We really haven't even worked together as much to uh, to create more things in, in Tyson's arsenal. But I did enjoy the time that we spent, that I spent over in uh, in England working with him for two and a half months. And that was something that we, me and Tyson, had uh, agreed to. At least every three months we need to work together, at least a month, you know, just to train. Not just sit and train for a fight because there's so many more things that, that Tyson Fury can do and, um, and that I want to work on with him. So that when he does go out and fight, the next fight, you know, everybody's looking and saying, Dang, like for real, you know, like on that level, to to his skills and and, and his ability as a fighter, and uh, yeah, so I, I do believe in uh, Tyson Fury as being you know that dominant heavyweight for as long as he wants to be. After the Wilder and Fury fight, but hold on, I'm sorry, I but I, I should really downplay it and, and say that that Tyson Fury. Uh, you know he's washed up, uh, and 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 he's no good. He don't really like training. Just so maybe we can get a fight. So you think you can't get a fight? <laughs> it's seeming that way. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's making me and I, I listen because I, I I do things like professionally, but I still got my silly side. So yeah, the silly side of me would say a lot more, and that's part of it. Like yeah, Tyson don't really want to fight. He's lazy. He's fat. He went out to Malcolm's Bay when it was cold, like a big fat slob, uh, <laughs> back up to about 370 pounds, 30 pounds under the 400 pounds. He's just faking like he's training. He ain't doing nothing but eating and drinking Diet Cokes all day. Mm-mm. Somebody please, somebody please fight him so so they can they they get uh this this the right time for it. After Terry's uh, last fight against Deontay, how busy has your phone been? I'm a, I'm imagining. A bunch of fighters are calling you to try to get time in that gym. Uh, well, yeah, I, I mean, I get phone calls. I'm not going to sit here and try to say, "Oh, yeah, it's you know," but I mean, it's just it's just part of the it's just part of the uh, the business. Um, people want to I mean, train. That was a big moment, you know. I'm assuming that a lot of fighters would reach out after that. Yeah, and it's true, but uh, uh, I think it's it, it it hasn't been maybe. What it could have been or should have been, not could should have been, but what it could have been because of COVID. So, you know, at that time, everybody was locked down. So when nobody thinking about no fight, everybody was thinking about their That's life. True. That's true. <laughs> Definitely true. We got Ken in Haiti that says, what's going on, Mr. Hill? It's in Haiti? In Haiti. He says, it's, like a fifth. It's, it's Ken from Haiti. Do you agree with Fury on not giving Wilder a rematch based on the allegations? In other words, if you were Fury, excuse me, if you were in Fury's shoes, would you refuse the rematch as well? 
I never uh, recall Tyson Fury refusing a rematch. Yeah, he's, that, got that, a, he's got a quote where he says, because of everything Wilder said, he'll never fight him again. Oh, well, yeah, so it's been a lot said, so, been you know, uh, but I'm sure if he had to fight him again, I mean, he wouldn't have a problem with it. He wanted to fight him already, but, you know, uh, yeah, so maybe something may change, you know. If that's the way he feels at that time, then that's fine. I don't know when that was said, but as far as I know, I've never heard him say that before, but uh, they were scheduled to fight in, in, uh as far as the promotions and things like that and venue and everything, uh, it wasn't able to happen. It Those kind of things have a time limit. And, uh, you know, you can't just sit and hold people back, you know, uh, forever because of this fight. Things have to move forward the same way with this uh, Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua fight. There are time, time restrictions in between, you know, in stipulation with these contracts. You know, they sign a contract, but that doesn't mean that they got to sit here and try to negotiate it for three years and both fighters just sitting around doing nothing. Mm. So that that was part of the stipulation with the, the Deontay Wilder and, and Tyson fight. There's a, there is a time limit and, you know, the, it just wasn't it just wasn't made. I do believe that the fight would have been made if uh, if this coronavirus thing didn't happen. Yeah. You know, I, it, because it just it just makes more sense. It puts a lot more stress on. That kind of a fight, that kind of a fight needs a, a crowd. Mm-hmm. I mean, it needs, it's just that's one of those mega fights still. So and that's the heavyweight division, the granddaddy division of them all. And, and that kind of a fight, those kind of fights need, a, need an audience of some sort. Um, you know, that's what makes it exciting. I like to see 100,000 fans in the stands cheering and, you know, stuff like that. That's excitement. We're, I don't want to say where you're around because you look, pretty young uh but were you i guess um old enough to comprehend uh everything that george was when george went through this similar situation because you know you watch documentaries and it's like george blamed a lot of different things for his loss so i wanted to know you know you being older maybe you can tell us some of the excuses he made and i guess if there are other fighters that go through that when you've never suffered a loss is this just the normal you know what i can't say it's just normal because as we know everyone everyone's different and everyone has different emotions and different thoughts so you know yeah everyone's different everyone's going to react different to it so you know how somebody reacts to having their first loss is going to be totally different than somebody else uh, for me to try to put a, a stipulation on that would be unfair uh, just because of that person's mind state and uh, what that person believes in and how he feels. But do you remember any of George's excuse? Obviously, I, again, I'm too young. Do you remember that time and do you remember any of his excuses? Listen, man, man, you was in high school together, so I'm too young, too. <laughs> he put me in it. <laughs> I think you was one grade over me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Hold on. We got another one here from Big Casual. says, do you have any concern with Tyson Fury going straight into an AJ fight after being out of the ring a year plus? Don't you think Tyson may need to get some ring rust off before going into such a huge unification bout? Hey, bang and get it over with. What you mean, bang and get it over with? Bang and get it over with. That's the old ghetto boys and stuff, you know. (laughs) Bang and get it over with. 
Uh, yeah, just do it. Hey, no need to get no warm ups. Let's just do it. I don't know. Tyson Tyson Tyson's been training. He 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 hasn't. Oops, did I say he's been training? I, I forgot. I told everybody he wasn't training. He's just. He's just fooling everybody. So you just said he was looking fat when he went to school. Yeah, that's my fault. You know, I forgot he was looking fat. <laughs> hey, Sugar, if uh, AJ and Fury do fight, you know, obviously you got people on Fury's side, you got people on AJ's side, but this is probably going to be the first time that the boxing public, the journalists, will have Fury as the favorite. Now. Fury needs that mindset, that little edge to him when he goes into a big fight. Like, everybody's against him. Do you think that will have an effect on uh, Fury and his preparations and the build-up to that fight if it were to happen? Nah, Fury don't need that. You know, uh, he's a, Fury will be just as motivated as I am. And if I'm motivated, he's going to be motivated. So that's that, that kind of a bond and, and, and you know, how we vibe. So. It doesn't matter who he's going to go in there and fight, regardless. It could be just, it could be somebody that you never heard of before, but the attitude and mentality is still the same. It's that crunk style. Bang, get it over with. Mm. We got, who's up next? Looking like Victor Banuelos. In your opinion, what tools would Canelo have to use in order to defeat Jamal Charlo and vice versa? How could Charlo win this super fight? I I really believe that fight, both of those fighters will have to use every tool they have. Those those two fighters are, uh, you know, the elite fighters in those divisions. And uh, I, I admire both those fighters. So, uh, yeah, I mean, whichever fighter is going to stick to the game plan and and really make adjustments in that fight, you know, so whatever fighter making the adjustments and, uh, you know, understanding what they have to do to win and, and changing that. I don't believe that fight. You can just fight one style only. It's going to just be a, a, you know, different strategies going through the fights, maybe two rounds. It might be, you know, Canelo's aggressive, uh, Charlo may be aggressive, then Canelo's boxing. And at some point, you know, that's going to change. It's like a chess match. So that, that's the way I see that fight happening. So who's ever on top of the game using all their tools, you know, is going to be the winner of that fight. Uh, next one is coming from Trav FDY in Texas. He says, what's up, coach? Uh, when Adonis Stevenson fought Badu Jack, I thought he won. But I could see where he regressed and felt he should have retired. Did you, his promoter, manager, or anyone try to talk to him into retirement before he fought Vazdek. No, I didn't. I didn't think Adonis uh, should retire after the Badu Jack fight. Yeah, uh, um, you know that that was a tough fight, and uh, I don't. I can't sit and say for me personally. I couldn't sit here and say that. Yeah, I thought Adonis won that fight. Any close fight, anything close, I pretty much give it to the opponent just because. I, I don't expect anybody to give me anything or give, you know, I'm not looking for a gift. I, I, I believe in hard work paying off and I believe in knockouts. If you go get the knockout, you don't have to worry about the judges. So if, if, <clears throat> if a fighter fights and it's a close fight, I can't argue too much. I do know how to read a, uh, read a fight and, and to know how to score a fight to understand if my fight is winning or losing. I'm not going to sit there and tell him he's winning and he's losing. And I'm not going to sit here and tell him he won that round if it's a close round. If it's a close round, you lost that round. You better pick it up. Two more questions, Coach, and we will let you go. We got LDU 
UBB Boxing, who says, Ax Coach, does he have... Yeah, the UBB. Uh, Ax Coach, does he have extra motivation going up against Breadman tomorrow? I'm asking because of the J-Rock connection between the two coaches. Uh, No. So basically, <laughs> do you want to stick it to Breadman before you take his old fighter to new heights? I don't even think like that, so no. Karma, man. That's what I'm trying to tell these guys. Count Drago says, are you worried about the long layoff wait wise and weight gain for fury yes thank you as i said earlier <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm worried ah <laughs> oh, man so i i mean obviously he's a dude that can take off weight easy too though because he, he he balloons up but he, he 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 definitely drops that weight his body can't keep taking them 400 pounds and dropping down 400 pounds that's that's tearing the body up a lot more you know so uh, you know, with Tyson getting big right now, like I think he is, I don't know if he can get that weight off. I don't know if he'll be the same Tyson Fury nah. as he was in the second Deontay Wilder fight. I mean, it's a scary thing for me, man. I just, I just, I just need, I just need people to listen to me and understand. You know. <laughs> uh, Coach Myers in Connecticut says, "What other fighters are you working at? What other fighters are you working with that we should be on the lookout for?" Mm hmm. Let's look out for uh, Julian Williams. I like Julian Williams. Let's look out for uh, Timor Karabov. Uh, let's look out for Anthony the Dog Durrell tomorrow night on Fox. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, let's see. Opti, and then I would like you to pronounce his last name. Devot. Uh, my Chechen. Oh, you're not going to try it this time. <laughs> nah, I thought it was Dapitev or something like that, but I guess I'm all wrong. I, yeah, the first name is Opti, and then the last name is D-I-V-A-T, I think, something like that. But, yeah, I've, I've always had trouble pronouncing the last name. So, uh, yeah, I've got a few guys that, that, are, uh, that you should look out for. I always keep me some, I always keep me some guys around. Yeah, that's 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 the only way to have a strong team, you know. When you got a, a a group of guys and they all, I feel like, and they all learning and they all competitive with each other, and, and you know, that that that's that's everything. When they say uh, steel sharpens steel, iron sharpens iron, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I grew up in the, in the crunk gym, so you know what we had there. We had nothing but world champions, boxing world champions. And you can't get any better than that. So that's what I believe in totally. Uh, you know, with, with having a strong team and, and, and a foundation for, for creating champions. So you don't get any, like, walk-ins in your gym? You don't got no amateurs there? Like, we'll, yeah. we'll never see you turn someone from amateur to pro? Is those days over because of your popularity and you just get high-level fighters at this point? No, totally wrong. I, I really love my amateur, uh, you know, amateur teaching, the amateur program. That, that to me, is still, you know, probably more exciting than, you know, these professional fighters because it's a certain look in these young in these young kids' eyes that they're learning, you know, they're getting attention, they're doing something good, uh, they're getting a lot of positive feedback, positive energy, and, uh, you know, just to look at them learning new things. That's, that's like having your own kids when you see them learning and growing. That's powerful, and for me, it's exciting, and I just love doing that, you know, um, a lot. 
you know. So yeah, when when things are uh, a little more settled in, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to to have my amateur team back again and and have one of the strongest amateur teams in the country again. That was fun, man. I mean, we had we had so many guys in that program that were you know the top guys. I remember going to the tournaments and. You back then you had twelve weight divisions and we had we had eleven guys so we was guaranteed. I mean not to say it like that but it was almost guaranteed we was going we didn't think about fighting in the states we're gonna walk through the states we're gonna go through the regions and all we doing is looking for the nationals and, and getting to the finals or semifinals and that's when most of the guys were you know if they were gonna lose it would be around that time but that's that's the most fun part about the boxing to me is 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 uh, taking the fighters from from scratch. And from the beginning and, and creating your own mold and watching them grow and not just in boxing that's just in life because as a, as a trainer you know uh, the youth i mean it's a lot more than just training them and everything i mean we all had relationships it was like i would you went to i'm with the kids monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday and you know on saturday friday night we hitting the road going out of town fighting saturday driving back sunday i'll see you in the gym again monday and this was every day because boxing doesn't have a season it doesn't shut down. It doesn't have a season like football, baseball, and basketball, and those other sports. It's, it's all year round, and taking these kids to to different places, seeing different parts of of the country, seeing different, uh, you know, uh, just different communities. It makes a big difference in their lives, and and them learning different things, you know. So when they get older and start raising their kids, then it's a. Uh, oh, how do I do that? And accept decline. Oh, am I still there? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, just just being able to raise those kids and actually you know watching them grow and and, and now a lot of the kids that I've I've you know grew up raising and things like that that come through the program they have kids now and I watch them with their kids and it's so funny because they're telling their kids not to do and to do some of the things that I told and taught them to do. Uh, but I meant like turn one from amateur to pro like do you still have the desire to do that oh yeah that's the desire right there from taking them from from scratch watching them grow watching them turn into a champion all right all right i think we got one that's what i said but i just gave like this long around the corner way and <laughs> <laughs> I got too technical with it. <laughs> I was feeling it. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I love doing that still. So, I got a little, uh, I got a little worried. I apologize for that. Nah, it's all good, man. It's good to see that you still have that passion for the amateurs because it shows that it's not about money for you. And 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 that's not even why I ask. I just ask because of the long road. You know, be like you said, being able to mold someone and and teach them every step of the way. I didn't know if you still had the desire for that or you just don't have the time because so many um, established fighters uh, are trying to work with you at this moment. Uh, but we have Coach Myers coming right back in Connecticut who says, if Andre Ward came out of retirement uh, back to fight Canelo, who wins and how? Hmm. For that fight, I would like Andre Ward. Mm. I like Andre Ward because even uh, off a layoff, or he needs a two some tune-ups because he's been out maybe three four years man, now. Nah, I don't care. That's Andre Ward. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Andre Ward. Uh, you know, the thing about Andre Ward the special is is his ability to think. You know, he wouldn't come out. Of, I don't believe he would come out of retirement to take a fight. Like, he know he ain't gonna win. Mm. 
Mm. You know, he be he believes strongly in himself, and I believe in Andre Ward's abilities and his his knowledge and and the way he thinks and strategizes. I mean, yeah, Andre Ward is a great fighter. Nothing, Definitely. not taking anything from Canelo, but I just, I just, I would just have to believe in Andre Ward myself just because of his abilities and the things that he's done in boxing already. Now, I, I don't know, like, how much you follow the media in the boxing world, but did you get wind of Tiafimo's iconic purse bid win yesterday? I was reading a little bit about that today, this morning, yeah. So, it was six, six million, something like that. Six million? By thriller. 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 Yeah. yeah. Are you shocked that an outside entity has, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're getting in the boxing game? It was uh, it was strange to see. So yeah, that's it. Sounds exciting to me. I don't know how that actually turned out to be, but uh, yeah, we'll find out. I was thinking about it a little bit. I was like, man, outside, because I never heard of Thriller. So I'm like, wait a minute. So Top Rank didn't do it, and Matchroom. Okay, so I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was. We'll shocking. see what we'll see what happens here. But I'll give you some backstory. So Thriller, I don't know if you know, they're the ones that, that did the Mike Tyson and uh, Evander Holt. No, it was Mike Tyson, Roy Jones pay-per-view that did 1.9 million mm. on pay-per-view. But, you know, so they're, they're there. So maybe they know something we don't know. I, I, I don't know, <laughs> man. I want to say they do know something. But, uh, man, they, they, they outbid top rank almost by three times. And, and, and you know... Uh, but didn't they do good on that uh, Mike Tyson Roy Jones? They did. They did. 1.9. 1.9. Yeah. yeah man. So, hey, I guess they want to flip. Let's flip it. Let's let's put the money back in it then. Yeah. A lot of haters uh, don't want to call it iconic or uh, unprecedented, but it, I don't remember any lightweight making $6 million or getting $6 million on a purse bid, you know. You could talk to me about heavyweights. Like I remember Vlad and, and Pavek and that purse bit was like twenty seven million, but those are heavyweights, you know. This guy uh being so light, it is it's, it's it's big news, big news. But you know why? You know why? No. Come on, somebody I know what I'm gonna say already. The takeover? I don't heavyweight, know. Uh, no, heavyweights is a real division. Yeah, but for for, for lightweight, because that, that that man's getting knockouts. He's yeah. exciting. Yep. That's that's what that's what brings in the fans and the money, excitement. Mm -hmm. And he's exciting. You don't I'm know who. I mean, he, for, for the most part, we know he gonna knock somebody out. That's what he's been doing, but not just knocking them out. I mean, these are electric, electrifying knockouts. Highlight reels, highlight reels. Mm -hmm. see, what I'm see what I'm saying? Highlight. Play it back again, again and again. <laughs> hey, coach. After the fight tomorrow night with Anthony. Uh, uh, how soon are we gonna see, until we see you back with Tyson face to face working together in the ring? Nah, I don't know. I mean, uh, right after, tell us that you going there right after the fight. Uh, no, nah, I'm Sign on the over. first. I'm on the first thing smoking back to Detroit. I have uh, my fighter Timur uh, Karavov. Karavov, he's fighting again March the fifth on the undercard of the Clarissa Shields oh, uh, fight in oh. Flint. So I'm, I'm back busy again. So. Um, I, I I stay busy, man. I, I, I stay busy. I stay sharp. Salida Salida brings you a lot of fighters, huh? Oh, <laughs> he, keep, he, keep, he, keep that, he keep that crunk gym packed with his fighters. I see. Did you got? Did you guys yeah. throw, throw a show there the other day? Not the other day, but like two in, months ago. In August. 
wow. Yeah, August. so that was that that was uh Vladimir Shishkin and Timor. That was the first time I got to work with Timor in August. So yeah, I had Vladimir Shishkin and Timor Karafov fighting uh, in in the Crunk Gym. How was that? Cause uh, you guys used to put on shows in the old Crunk, right? Not exactly. We had some amateur fights and things like that in the old Crunk Gym itself, like uh, to advance to tournaments for the uh, the Detroit Golden Gloves, things like that, or to even go to the Ohio State Fair or some kind of box off. But uh, yeah, that that was a that was a good uh, that was a good event for me. It was a it was a historical event to have a, a real live boxing show, uh, you know, a sanctioned boxing show inside the Crunk Gym. How many seats did you fit, or was it no seats because of COVID? No seats because of COVID. Oh, wow. And, well, I mean, you wouldn't know, like, the staff number capacity, right? Like, how many <laughs> how many people were there for staff? It would have been, oh, uh, no, I don't know. Oh. I don't be paying attention to that stuff. Man. I'm going in there. I'm, I'm going in there to win. I have to ask at the end of the fight, like, how was the crowd? I have to ask <laughs> that a lot. Like, was it a crowd? Because I don't see nothing. Yeah. I'm just focused on a fight. We got J.D. Spades that says, Sugar... Who's your pound for pound number one fighter right now? Tyson Gypsy King Fury. Mm. So who's next? Hi, wait, uh, a minute, wait a minute. First of all, first of all, how you putting Tyson above Canelo? Oh, I thought he said mine, like my. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. My, like I, my, I, I no. thought I, I thought the question is is my personal fighter. Like I'm training. Oh no, no. Like who's your top? Who's your number one pound-for-pound pound fighter in the game, not the, in your stable? Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Tyson Fury. <laughs> there you go. There you Yo, go. what a setup. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I got the same answer for every question. Yeah, Tyson Fury. But how Tyson you going to put Tyson above Canelo, though? Canelo's actually moving up in divisions. Tyson's always been a heavyweight. What tell Canelo to come on up to the heavyweight division there? Yeah, he wanted some of Usyk, man. I think he could take Usyk. <laughs> Hey, speaking uh, of uh, other fighters in Canelo, uh, Sugar, uh, if Canelo wins tomorrow night, I guess the rumor is is he's going to be fighting Billy Joe Saunders. Now, we all know that Billy Joe Saunders and Tyson are very close. Very close. Have you had a chance to meet Billy? Have you been around him while he's been working out? What do you think about Billy Joe Saunders? Would he hire you for the big fight? You think he'll hire you for this big fight? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just hey. I just hey, keep doing. I just keep doing what I'm doing. Power. Listen to me. If you get hired and and what if he gets a knockout? He's he's not known for knockouts. That would be insane. I mean, you need some power. Then I then I guess I'd be in trouble again, wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Man, oh boy. But yeah, have uh, you met him at all, or do you like? No, I have. I haven't met Billy Joe. I've uh, you know spoke to him on the phone with Tyson on FaceTime and things like that, but I haven't met him personally. Uh, the only other encounter I came in with Billy Joe Sanders was uh, when he fought Andy Lee. So. <laughs> mm. you, were in that, you were in the corner that night. I was close enough, but no, I wasn't in the corner. Yeah. I was in. I was uh, right. I was right behind the corner, about to get into a fight with somebody. So. <laughs> oh man, that was a good fight. That was a good fight. I was screwing my. I was screwing my head off and. It was a guy next to me. He was like, "Hey, man, there's women around here." I'm like, "Man, we had a boxing show, a boxing fight, man. What are you talking about?" You was, know, so, but I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't see a lady right there. She was on the other side of him, so I was just like, "I'm into the fight, man. I'm not paying attention." And I was, uh, 
I was, with I was someone with cheering. Billy Joe style, do you think he he has a chance against someone like Canelo? Yeah, yeah. Billy Joe's a boxer and a slick boxer, and uh, as as well, he's a softball, right? Yeah. So I think Canelo had a little bit of trouble uh, with uh, Ursline Lara in that fight. You know, yeah. I believe Canelo has a little trouble with actual real boxers. Uh, most of the guys that he fights, you know, they're not. They don't have that that pure, you know, that pure boxing skill where they just slick and 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 you know very comfortable in, in what they do as in boxing. So yeah, I think that would be um that would be an interesting fight. Mm. Well, uh, Mr. Stewart, those are all our questions. I want to thank you, obviously, for coming on. Wish you the best of luck tomorrow. I'm sure you guys won't need it unless Kyrone shocks us all. You know, uh, moving up in weight. I think he's moving up two divisions for this. I think he was 154. I, I'm, I'm actually... Uh, hey, man, Canelo came up, man. Don't be doing people like that. I know. I'm just saying. Like, that's <laughs> why I'm clued in. Like, what if he shocks us all? I mean, it's going to be bad for you, though. Will it? I mean, if Cairo moves up and, and, and stops the dog or beats the dog, hell yeah. That's no bueno. Uh, he's, not, <laughs> he's, not, he's not supposed to be winning. Yeah, I'm not gonna say nothing about that. I'll let you say it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, I told Kyron, you know, he he he's my guy, man. I, I, but it, this is like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> we gonna see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Tune in tomorrow on I, uh, on Fox. Listen, hopefully your guy doesn't have any rust, man, and and Kyron can't capitalize on that rust. Yeah, that it's should two, be pretty almost, interesting. Moving almost, up in division, Anthony Durrell, Rust, you know. That's, yeah, almost two years out too, right? Because it, 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 you know. Yeah, no, but it's no, but it sounds better when you say two years out. So it was in September he fought, yeah. but two years just sounds yeah, much more exciting. But it's September two thousand nineteen he fought. Was it nineteen? Hell yeah. I was twenty. Nah. No, right? You're right. Nineteen. It's been a minute. Yeah, so, it's been a minute. Yeah, minute. man, three three years. Yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's been almost. This has been almost three years since Anthony fought. Hold on, did he get older too? How old is he now? Yeah, every year go by. Sheesh. <laughs> this put him at thirty-six. Oh wow, it's almost two years off, sugar. Yeah, he still got teeth though. They said dog. They said his dog gonna bite. He got teeth, don't he? Still can bite. Yeah. Oh, man. Do you want to give out any social media? I see you got that blue chick Instagram showing you respect, huh? So, listen, I just was talking today about that because I have no idea what that stuff means and nothing like that. I'm not into the it social mean, media so much the, like it that. Means, it means that's the real Sugar Hill right there behind so that when I when I got the tick, they were like, oh, you got the tick? And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? <laughs> like, I don't mean, I'm not into it like that. I'm old school, you know? Yeah. So, it's like a tick? That's like, everybody's so... Uh, Caught up in this, this, cool this kid, blue sugar. tick. Yeah, like verify. Verify for what? I am who I am. I got to have somebody verify who I am. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's, it's kind of, uh, it's all new to me, the the, the social media. and try. It take me about 20 minutes just to put a post up. Mm. You know, Anthony goes through posting, pop, 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 boom. Tyson, they all do that stuff so fast. I'm sitting here like, okay, I need to type I, in words. How do somebody. I get a word on there? Hire somebody, man. You 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 got you got a, a a a stable full of fighters. Your social media should be popping, really. You well, you know what? I, I'm so selective. Like, so when I do certain things, like if I'm taking video, like I'm taking the videos a certain way. Like, 
that's I'm I'm into that like video photography and stuff like that, and I'm only into it because I was I was getting dogged out by Emmanuel, you know, for for doing stuff wrong. He was very particular about those kind of things. Uh, so yeah, I, I, now I'm the same way. So uh, things have to be done a certain way for me, like certain worded a certain way. You know, it, it, it means a lot though with the way it's worded and the way yes. the pictures are taken and things like that. But a lot of people don't realize they put up a blurry picture and, and yeah, look, I'm looking like I can't even see this picture. Why would you even put this kind of picture up? Or they put in a picture of them with all this background and the picture of them is small. No, blow the picture up. You want people to see you. Now I don't want to see a whole background. I don't want to see the trash can in the background and the, and the chandelier hanging. I mean, I just want we want to see you. So yeah, I'm I'm very particular about that. So I've I've thought about you know uh, doing something like that, but it's 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 uh it's it's still a work in progress. Mm. Well, uh, thank you once again. If you can give out that social media for anybody that uh, isn't following, you can do so. And, and we do appreciate your time. And and again, best of luck. Yeah, it's uh it's uh it's Crunk Sugar Hill at Instagram, and then. Uh, the uh, official crunk uh, is the is the crunk boxing team uh, Instagram, and uh, yeah, I guess that's that's a I don't know what else to say, man. See, I got I got I'm have to write me a list, give me some note cards. <laughs> nah, you did great, man. We appreciate your time. Or uh, give me one of them old Rolodexes and just keep notes in it. And just you ain't scroll got nowhere to put it. Through. Where you gonna put a Rolodex in these days? <laughs> I'm gonna, have a, I'm gonna have to carry an old briefcase and then just put keep it in the briefcase. Your phone got the roller decks now; it's unlimited. I, I, I want to go old school. I want to write it. When I write things down, I remember them a lot better. Yo, who's your second? Do you have a, like a chief second? Right? Is it called chief second? Who who helps you? Um, it, it depends. I, I like uh, one of my guys that I grew up with. Name is Theatrice Chambers uh, from Detroit. You know, he's a he's an old school fighter. I like old school. Or guys who keep it simple and basic. So he was a crunk fighter as well, and uh, yeah, he believes in punching. So I, I like I like messing with him. I, I got a lot of guys that that I work with that we work together, but uh, for the most part, like a lot of times, I I, I do it myself, uh, just because I'm just you know I may be in a certain situation. But if I if I'm if I'm away and I need somebody to help me out at home and stuff like that with different fighters, but a lot of times you know. You can't just say, hey, train with him. I mean, they have to have a relationship, too. It's not just you're going to just throw somebody off on somebody else. That's that ain't, yeah, That's like, ugh. Nah, I'm just shocked. Like, there's not a, oh, that's Sugar Hill's cousin at the gym. And he also does pads and is in people's ear. None of that. It's just you. You know who I, you know who I like helping me a lot? And it, it, maybe it's bad to say I like, my, I like my fighters to help train because of the way I explain things and and they can explain it because they've heard it from me so many times. They're going to explain it the same way. Uh, and that's that's how I used to do with the amateur team. If, if we were at a tournament or something and I'm working a corner, I'd tell my other two fight, my other fighters, go hey, go over there, you work his corner. I mean, naturally, I would take the, the fight that's, that's the hardest fight and give them the one with the easier fight mm -hmm. and then just kind of like watch back and forth and maybe. But, yeah, I, I, I trust my fighters, you know, a lot because, yeah, they're going to teach what they know. Okay. They're not gonna be telling the fighter to do something he can't do. I hear that a lot of stuff. They're gonna tell I'm not gonna how can you tell a fighter to do something that he ain't been trained to do? Silly. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. Well, sugar man, thank you once again and uh enjoy the rest of your night. We appreciate you, brother. 
Thanks. Man. All right. Thank you. I, I, I enjoyed myself. And uh, I know you sent me a text about that. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed myself. Uh, <laughs> nah, I enjoyed it too, man. We're going we gonna to be hitting you up pretty soon, probably right after Anthony get this win. Hopefully. Hopefully. You know. Can't count Kyrone out. Can't I'm count Kyrone out. Daring to be great moving up two divisions. Yeah, I'm an optimist. I just, I, you know, it, it should it should be a good uh, it should good a, a good viewing on television tomorrow. So, uh, an exciting fight. Mm. Well, all right, man. Thank you so much once again. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Crunk Sugar Hill, peace. Thanks, coach. Uh, we got seven oh four that says great interview. Glad I was able to catch it in time. Smash the thumbs up button for Mister Seven Oh Four. On the prowl. Well, uh, we got like any more super chat? What happened? I said it didn't look like he was going to give us much on that AJ Ferry fight, though. Nah, nah, nah. But what are you going to do? What are you going to uh, do? A trainer, can't, uh, a trainer can't announce a big fight like that. Nah, not at all. Can't blame him. Let me get to, uh, it looks like we got our main on the line. I'm going to go out to these phone calls. You know the number to call in, one four two five five six nine fifty two forty one. Press 1 one time. Voice your opinion right here. Voice of the People Hotline. Don't forget, add Nesta Gibbs on Skype. Let me go out to King Amin in Essex. But first... Remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to youtube.com slash the boxing voice for the latest and greatest interviews with your favorite fighters. Just like the king is what I mean. I mean, the king is what I mean. I mean, always, man. Great show. Great show. Listen, you know, say for a 12 hour day. You burn four and listen four times a day. You feel me? I'm loving it, man. Um, yo, I like I like what he was talking about, man. He, he's real old school, man. Like he's talking about like he don't get ready, like Sugar Hill that is. And and I mean, somebody mentioned about the name, like he changed his whole name. I mean, you got to hold on to that legacy. You know what I'm saying? If he didn't get the last name, that was probably you know what I'm saying his his, his mother's brother, but. The, the, the skills of the family trade has been passed down to him. So, you know what I'm saying? I ain't really making fun of the name change. He's continuing that legacy. I mean, yo, and, and I like that he trained in J-Rock. I like that some established fighters are sliding over there to see what he can offer and that the Crump gym is, is coming back to prominence. You know what I'm saying? So I, I like what's happening over there. Great show, great interview. Um, listen, man, TBV as always, man. I'm out. You already know, I mean, thanks for calling in real quick. It's time to ring the alarm. We just got a new member joining. <laughs> CYP, we going to you and Jay Spades. Thank you for becoming a member. CYP, talk to us. Yeah, yeah, let me know. Yeah, it's a little muffled. Hold on. You don't sound like normal. Yeah, yeah, let me know. Yep. All right, no, no, no. Only thing I want to say is it is perfectly legal for Tyson Fury and AJ to have a contract established, signed, and whatever. Because if the arbitration go Fury's way, why the hell you want to start start a negotiation with AJ after that? <laughs> if Wilder loses, if Wilder loses, and he got to move on, got to that fight. I ain't got no problem with that. But you gotta let the arbitration finish. 
it's totally legal for them to exchange contract and talk about we gonna fight. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You ain't gonna hear CYP be mad about none of that. But to act as if ESPN or TMZ or Fox Sports don't have some article out saying arbitration's over, Fury free to fight, fight AJ or fight when he wants to. Ain't none of that happening because it's not real. Relax. If you really believe it's going to happen, just sit back and wait and see. And actually, you know what? When you interviewing dude, that was a good interview. I actually like dude now. Dude funny as hell, and I like him. He keep it real, man. I, I, I like that dude until until the fight three, I'm going to hate him again. <laughs> sit right out. Is that Coach Myers? It is. Coach Myers, what up? Yo. Yo. Hey, nothing much. Um, another good interview. Uh, keep it rolling. I ain't get to really hear the whole interview. I hopped on a little bit late, trying to get a question in. But uh, keep it up, man. Um I get up with you in the morning with the shows, man. That's it. Keep it rolling. All right, champ. <clears throat> Appreciate it. You know, talking about keep it rolling, let me check this WhatsApp, man. I still want Eddie, man. Oh, shit. Look who hit me up at 7. I ain't even see it. Reynosos? Nah, it's uh, Paco from the WBO. I've been trying to get this interview, dog, for years. Hold on. Everybody out there in the TB van, make sure you smash the like button. Help the show with the visibility. You know how it is. You know how it is. Well, uh, let's see. Let's see if he gets back to me, man. I mean, he just he just hit me, man. And uh, I would love to interview. I've never interviewed him. I met him in Vegas. And we talk off air, but it wasn't on air. And and I'm just like, I don't even know where I would start to be real with the, with, with with this WBO. Like if we interviewed the president of W, I don't even know where I would start. I would have to really think about it. Uh, but it, it's an interview that I've been wanting for a while. So I hope hope we could get him on, man. That'll be great. Yo, listen, that's GTO Instagram and Twitter. This was a Friday night show, you know, to get you through the the night. But we be we be back later tomorrow. Everybody out there, you know what it is. Check me out. Go to my page, YouTube, Moore's House. We appreciate it. Everybody out there, I hope y'all are well Yo, and good. I, th- I think you need to spell it for them. Is is more than is it's two O's, right? M O O R E S House. House. Peace. Jump up there, check it out. I appreciate it. And uh everybody be good, stay safe and We'll see you soon, or I'll see you soon.